Merry Christmas. As I was preparing for this message, I found something very interesting, observation. What is interesting is that the last words Jesus spoke before he ascended to heaven, he said, follow me. And as we celebrate Christmas, it was all about following the light, the star. Was that interesting? Jesus came to us, and the stars symbolize his birth, his coming, saying, this is the one. And people followed. And after his ministry, when he was crucified and resurrected, we ascended to heaven, he gathered all his people, his disciples, and said, follow me. So today we're going to talk about following the star. Will you follow the star? Or would you have follow the star when you have first seen the star in the sky? What is so clear is that Jesus wants us to follow him. So on this Christmas, what are we remembering? We're remembering his birth, his sacrifice, his gift that he gave to us, which is known today to us as grace. But what Jesus really wants us to remember on this particular day is to follow him. He said, follow me. And the stars were basically shining and glittering, saying, follow me. So how are you following him right now? Well, I know that one of the first steps in following him is accepting him as Savior. Coming to church service, honoring him, worshiping him. Yes, it's following him. Yet times when we needed him the most, you are on your knees and praying for his guidance is following him. However, oftentimes, that's where we stop. Oftentimes, we think that is it about following. That's not where it ends. Growing grace. Growing means you got to do more. You know, it's like joining a sports team. You want to you watch this football, soccer, tennis, you want to be in that team so bad. Whatever the reason, you want to be in the team. You sign the application, uh, for, uh, fill out the application, you have your parents sign the form. You got all these approvals. And you show up, and they accepted you as a member of the team. But what would happen if you don't follow the coach? What would happen if you don't participate in the practice? You are not following the star. 
You're not following the grace. You're not following the light. What is the real meaning of being able to follow him? It's going to be more than simply accepting him as a savior or joining him. It's more than simply attending worship or just seeking him in prayer. Following him is growing in grace. Not simply stopping by accepting or acknowledging, but following beyond. So how many of you or of us are following him? Since this is a Christmas season, let us ask this way. Where is the star? Is it above you or is it far away from you? There is huge difference. The star that appeared in the Bethlehem, is it right above your head right now or is that somewhere far away from you? When it's far away from you, it's something that you have accepted perhaps Acknowledge for your not necessarily following. You can still have that star above your head each and every day. If you were in Bethlehem back then, and when you saw that star, because everybody saw the star, would you have Follow the star, or simply said to yourself, Oh, that's a very nice star up there. Something must be up. Or you have said, Wow, that's a super bright star. And you went on doing your own business. Or you may say, Oh, wow, that's a beautiful star that we've been waiting for. It's finally here. I can't miss on this. No matter what it takes, how many rivers and how many mountains I have to travel, I'm going to go there and see personally. What would you have done? You see, on that very day when the star appeared, there were shepherds living out in the fields. An angel of the Lord appeared just to confirm by saying to them, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And the Bible says the shepherds were overjoyed, meaning that they have truly accepted the good news. How did they accept the good news? And they followed him. They followed the star. My message to you today, acknowledging Christ is what God seeks 
But at the same time, God desires us to follow the star on a daily basis. There are two types of shepherds. One who follow the star. The other one acknowledged but did not follow. Did not go where the star was leading. You may say, well, that's pretty much the same thing. It is not the same thing. Would you have followed or stay put? We are often like other shepherds who accept the good news but not follow. When uh, Janice, when we were dating, we first met in Korea through my sister, and we were exchanging some letters. There was no internet, no nothing in those days. So when you send a letter, it takes about a week to get there, and she writes back, it takes about another week. In order to exchange a communication, it basically took two weeks. Those were the days. And I have heard the news that she's coming to the United States. I was overjoyed. I couldn't wait. You know what? I followed the plane. I decide to, every time I look up, and say, God, that's a plane up there. So it's going to be in one of those planes, and I'm going to follow that plane to the airport. That's what the shepherds did. I see the plane. I see the star. They were overjoyed. Instead of just simply acknowledging, they went further. Who are going to climb mountains and the rivers and the desert? to meet the one and only one. Guess what? I still follow Janice. It's good to follow her. She feeds me. She clothes me. Well, you know, after heart transplant, I love snow. You know, I love go out to the snow and shove snow. If, it, if it's around this much, if this much is a little, it's work, but it's about this much, it's actually fun. But she won't let me do it. She won't let me shovel the snow, and she got me this snowblower. So I can really enjoy shoveling the snow. You see, when you follow, life is good. Life is good when you follow. Well, it goes both ways. Of course, she follows me too. She has no sense of direction. She gets lost. Every time we get off an elevator, when we're supposed to go this way, she always goes the other direction. I don't know why. We just came this Oh, okay. She's a follow. Many, many years ago, our um, company had a little ski trip to Allentown, the north of Allentown. And uh, in the daytime, we skied. And I had to come back early to prepare for Sunday message. And she stayed behind with Juliana. And uh, around 10 o'clock in the evening, as I was just finishing up my message, I get a call. 
Janice says, my wife Janice says, I'm lost. I don't know where I am. Was where are you? I have no idea. So I turn on my Google map and she was trying to explain to me, tell me what you saw, what you just passed the highway uh, uh, signs. What does it say? She said, well, I see that's something about this town or this road, and I didn't know what that were because obviously it's not around this area. So he passes by another highway sign. He says something, so I looked it up. Guess she was like an hour and a half north of northern New Jersey. Well, she was supposed to be home an hour and a half later. Valentine to here takes about an hour and 15 minutes. She went the other direction. Yeah, she was in New York, she says. That's really far. And then I looked at she said, how long would it take for me to get back home? From there, it's another two hours. Following is good. It goes both ways. Following is not one time to wedding. So many people go to wedding for one time thinking it's all done, it's all set. You have to follow each other for your entire life. Our commitment to Jesus is not just to the day of being saved, but the entire life of ours. That's the following the start all the days of our lives, not just one time. That's where all the blessings comes. That's when all the favors come. Grace you get by acknowledging. Grace you get by simply accepting him. You want the favor too with it? What do you call that? Some topping on the cake? What do you call that? Icing on the cake? You want ice cream on the cake too? Or you're going to have to do follow all the days so you can get the favors, so you can get the blessings. And that's what some of the shepherds did. They had to go in person to see, to witness, and to follow him everywhere from that point on. Luke, verse one, chapter 115 says, The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. You see? They were overjoyed and they went. They followed the star. Acknowledging was not good enough for them. They wanted to go and follow the ways. Would you have followed? If you were there a couple thousand years ago? There are so many opportunities to serve. Do you follow? Or do you simply acknowledge? You know, out in the universe, <clears throat> there are so many stars. I bet not too many people here, especially if you're younger than 40 years or 
probably have never seen something like that with his naked eyes. I grew up looking at that every night, just about every night, before all these pollutions. It's real. It's not just imaginary. We were able to see the Milky Way out in the universe with the naked eyes. I went through the Google, and that's the best picture that I can portray because that's the image that I remember growing up, what the universe, what the sky looked like. You know how many stars out there in the universe? The scientists said there are 50 to 100 billion trillion, whatever that means. <laughs> it's like 23 some zeros, stars out there in the universe. In our own Milky Way, there is about 300 billion stars. But to our naked eyes, on a, when there's no, air, uh, no pollution, air pollution, 9,000 stars are visible to our eyes. That's about 9,000 that you're gonna, you'll, be, you'll be seeing. Oh, actually, about 4,500 because the other 4,500 is on the other side. You can't see. With so many stars, it's hard to pay attention just because one star is a little bit more brighter than the other. To see and to follow, boy, it takes faith. Boy, it takes total conviction. Boy, it takes that, that, that inner desire to really wanting, really wanting to be part of it. You know, today there are so many informations. This Google and all this uh, internet stuff, it's good, but it's bad too. You think it's just, you got so much information, you can gather everything, you can do something with it, you know? Because there are so many information, we don't do anything about it or anything with it. We're so cluttered. It's like there are so many stars out there just that because one stands out doesn't mean it, it causes us to do something about it. Everybody wants to live well. Everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to be a good manager or good leaders in the corporations of their places. So they go into uh, all these books and all these articles. They read and read and they get hundreds of thousands of information. Simply, like, if you want to be a good leader, there's like seven habits of successful people. Then there's 12 habits. Then there's like five habits. There's three habits. There's so many out there. So what do you do? People say, they give up. Hey, forget it. There are too many. There are so many information out there, so we become numb to the information. And because we become numb to information, what do we do? We end up not doing anything. That's what happens. There are so many good advisors, but we end up not following any. There are so many great, wonderful, potential friends out there, but we end up not making any. There are so many end-of-year things, diet programs, but we end up not doing anything, because there are so many out there. It's hard to pick one and follow. In sky, there are so many stars, and one stood out a little bit, 
It's so easy not to follow. So this is our message this morning. This is the question. Would you have followed that bright star like the shepherds? What does this mean today as we continue to discuss about following him to grow in grace? Let's unfold this. Jesus said this in three different places in the Bible. It's so important. What was Jesus saying in Matthew 16, 24, in Mark 8, 34, in Luke 9, 13? When he said, take up your cross and follow me. Matthew 16, 24 says exactly the same thing what the Mark and the Luke says. Then Jesus said to his disciple, if anyone will come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. There's a condition in following him. If you're not sure what that means, I'll tell you first what Jesus did not mean. Very important. You understand what Jesus did not mean by when he said, take up his cross. Many people today think that this means that we are to carry a burden, hurts, or suffering in our lives. This is not what Jesus meant. Carrying a burden, hurts, and suffering in our lives, this is not what Jesus meant. People often think or say that, well, I got a bad job, I got a bad family, I got a bad you know, illness, and, and, and that's my cross that I need to carry. This is not what Jesus meant. This is simply self-pity. Self-pity is not going to help you to grow. The fact that I had a heart transplant, this is not my cross. You really think about it. It's my grace. It helps me to follow him. It helps me to take the cross. At that time, 2,000 some years ago, when Jesus carried his cross, not one thought of cross is a symbol of burden to carry. It is not. Contrary to what you have been told, it is not. Cross today may mean something different because we now understand the meaning of grace, which was not there 2,000 years ago. At that time, when they heard the word cross, it simply meant death. Nothing else. The cross meant one thing and only one thing. Death by most painful and humiliating way. Yes, 2,000 years later, Christians come to view cross to mean atonement, forgiveness, grace, and love. That's true. But the meaning, when Jesus spoke 2,000 years ago, that particular Bible verse, 
means simply death in a torturous way. It simply means, man, at that time, carrying whoever is carrying the cross, man, carrying their own cross to the place of their own crucifixion. It's bearing cross, man, carrying their own execution device while facing ridicules along the way to death. That's all he meant. So Jesus used that word to condition us or make it as a condition to follow him. So then what did Jesus mean by taking up the cross to follow him? It means one must be willing to die in order to follow Jesus. Well, that's a pretty harsh statement. What does it really mean? This is called dying to self. It means a total surrendering. That's dying. It means our pride and egos must go. That's what it means. It's not about carrying a burden. It's about the prides and egos must go. It means total surrendering. Remember Jesus said in Luke 9, 24, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. That's what we normally do. When something happens to in our lives, we try to save it. If you keep trying to save yourself, you're going to lose it eventually. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. Loses his life for me will save it, meaning whoever takes up the cross, whoever surrenders, whoever dies to self, whoever lets go of the price and ego, and you follow me, I will save you. 25, what good is it for man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? We'll meet one day. Lots of people, when they are older, when they face the final day, we think about these things. We don't think about what I have accomplished. It's talk about we go back to the self. Thank God I experienced that when I was 30-some, two years old, being in the hospital. All the things that I accomplished meant absolutely nothing at that age. All I ever thought about waiting for heart in the hospital for five months was focus on myself as how did I live. How did I follow him? Was the star still above my head? Was the star somewhere way back there, just in the literature, just in the Bible? So what happened to those who followed Jesus, thinking that he was the Messiah? When they saw Jesus 
carrying the cross. At that time, it meant nothing but death. It didn't mean love. It didn't mean forgiveness. It didn't mean at that time that he's going to do all this to save our lives. No, none of that. They did not understand that. It didn't even enter in their head. When they saw Jesus carrying cross, simply meant he's dying. For what? They didn't know. So what happened when they saw Jesus carrying the cross? They stopped following him, according to the Bible. His popularity sank. Prior to that, he was healing sick people, performing miracles, and people watching. and said, wow, he must be something special. He must be truly the one. And people started to come, started to follow. As soon as they saw him carry the cross, which simply meant death, his popularity sank. People began to reject him. He was no longer the light they thought he was. They say, including some of his own disciples. I am not following that star no more. That's what they did. I know you're hearing it, but I hope you hear it to your heart. How often have you said, I'm not following you no more? That's because you didn't understand the meaning of the cross. Now, during this time, when Jesus said, take up the cross, he knew exactly what that meant to those people. But he said it anyways. And because Jesus knew that this was going to happen, Jesus knew that people are not going to follow him no more, a lot of people. He was the only one who knew that he was going to die on the cross prior to that. All of a sudden, people saw him with a cross. What? That's a crazy Yesterday he was performing miracles. We thought he was a Messiah. Now he's carrying cross. What Jesus meant by taking up the cross and follow me was this. Be ready and willing to follow the light even if it means being mocked, even if it means you're no longer popular, even if it means you might actually face death. Because cross meant death at that time, we no longer have to go through it because he already did its grace. You already know that. But at that time, that's what they knew of. And what is interesting or, is that most of his disciples who followed Jesus end up dying in the same way, most painful way. You know that. Paul was beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down. Andrew was said to have been crucified in Greece. Thomas was pierced with the spears. Philip was put to death. Matthew was stabbed to death in Ethiopia. Bartholomew was skinned and was beheaded. James was stoned and then clubbed to death. Matthias was burned to death. In those days, cross simply meant death in most painful way. And most of disciples followed him literally. And that is so because 
dating the people who persecuted them did not understand the meaning of grace. They only knew cross equal to death. When Jesus said, take up his cross and follow me, what Jesus meant was simple. Jesus did not sugarcoat it. What Jesus is saying is that trials will come to his followers. Trials will come to his followers. Jesus was talking about sacrifice. And there will be cost. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's a sacrifice. I love my neighbor It's not good enough. Love your neighbor as yourself means to sacrifice yourself for others. If you are wondering if you are ready to take up your cross, consider these questions. Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing some of your closest friends? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means alienation from your family? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means the loss of your reputation? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your job or perhaps losing your life? On the good news, this past Friday, I attended a Christmas party hosted by one of my uh, government clients in New Jersey. When I went to uh, the party, uh, client named John greeted me excitingly and saying, hey, great to see you, Tim. Over the years, I have received so many cards or holiday greeting cards. Yours is the only one that says, Merry Christmas. Many people in the past, especially the politically correct era about 15, 20 years ago, many people told me, stop sending Merry Christmas cards. It's politically not correct to send Merry Christmas cards or send simply seasonal greetings, happy holidays. In the beginning, I did get lots of resistance from my own staff, from some of my clients. Now, after 25 years later, they come to know that when I send holiday cards, it will read Merry Christmas. Yes, it's not a big ridicule, but I had the bear, the chance of losing clients, losing reputation, if you want to call it. But when you persist, when you follow the star, the good news will eventually come. Following Jesus, following star, is following him even if it means ridicules 
and potentially alienation from others. Commitment to Christ, which means following him, is taking up your cross on a daily basis. Not simply acknowledging who he is. Not simply just accepting him who he is. When you accept him, you get the gift of grace. When you want the blessings and the favors to go with it, you need to follow him. The star is still up there. That star that appeared 2,000 years ago, somewhere over the Bethlehem, is still shining over your head. Following him may mean giving up your hopes and dreams, possessions, for the sake of Christ. Luke 14, 27 says this, and anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Ouch. But if you do, what's the reward? We like the gifts during the Christmas time. The reward is that grace. His cross gave birth to grace. And that is gift of life in Christ, that which is eternal life with him. The earlier Bible verse that we just read that it's better to follow the star than not to follow. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. When the shepherds saw the stars, they were overjoyed, and they followed to the manger where Jesus was born. In the beginning, there was a light And God saw it was good. In the beginning, there was a word. The life in Jesus was a light to all men. And that light shone in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. That statement separates those who would follow and those who will not follow the light, the star. So as we celebrate this very joyful Christmas, which is the day that we celebrate for the birth of Christ, may we grow in grace by following him. More than just accepting him, more than just acknowledging him as the son of God, but to truly follow as if that light that once shone in over Bethlehem is still here with us, still over our heads. So may you experience him in mighty way as you continue to follow the star, the light, the sun, our Savior and Messiah.